Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, 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 we are going to celebrate Veterans Day a little early because we don't have a show on the 11th at the 11th hour or the 11th day of the 11th month. So we are celebrating on Monday because that is when Amplified happens. And Amplified is amplifying the life of leaders that create community, inspire hope, and of course, are abundant thinkers, collaborative thinkers, create community that actually has a mission. And I love these two people, and I'm so excited about having them on my show today. So... Let's go to the sponsors first. Uh, our first guest that we're going to mention is J.R. Spear, and he has a great organization called BLN, Business Leaders Network, and he is a sponsor of the show, as well as uh, Donnell Johns, and he has Veterans Growing America, and we're going to be sharing some times that they have events uh, in December and the holidays to bring the year around and also what they got up for next year. The other sponsors are Good Old Perfect Publishing, the Keep Smiling Movement. And of course, these two gentlemen are in the Dose of Hope. So if you want to read their stories before um, the end of the year, they are out, they are printed, and you are welcome to not only learn who they are, but recommend people to their organizations because they are truly making things happen in America. So welcome to the show, Donnell. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, I am too. And JR, welcome as well. Hey, hoorah. Thank you for having me. So we're going to have both of you on a show in the future, but this was more of a thematic opportunity. So we're going to talk mainly about this holiday and what it is that you guys do to honor veterans and um, just see where the uh, the show goes the uh, and the conversation. I'm going to give you both an opportunity. Donnell, we're going to have you start off any conversation and Jerry will be second. Then we'll, we'll do a flip and see if we can remember the order for the next, uh, <laughs> for the next segment. So, Donnell, um, what does Veterans Day to you? Wow. It's so many things, but it, it's about selfless service. Um, there's so many people that have given or basically said, you know, wrote a blank check saying that they would give their life for this country. And that, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I serve with some dynamic people. And uh, just just to be able to say that and honor your service like that, you know, means a lot to me in America. Uh, we wouldn't have the life that we had without, you know, people sacrificing their own for us to live free. There's a book that my son did. His eighth book is called Kenny's Favorite Place in America. And there's a page in that book that says this book would not exist if it wasn't for our first responders and our military who sacrifice and give their life freely for our freedom. And so I resonate with what you just shared. And anyone that would like a copy of Kenny's book, obviously, this would be a very opportune time to say it is yours for free as a thank you to our veterans. Now, so the audience knows you a little better. I know we're going to go in deeper detail about how you created yourself and part of your share for the Dose of Hope. But in a nutshell, who are you? Ooh, I think first, um, I'm a husband, a father, uh, Hopefully a friend to those that meet me and hopefully a friend to those that, you know, want to get to know me. Uh, I am uh, I would love to inspire 
and make people smile and, and be happy. Uh, that's why I love your mission, Ken, is, is because it's, you know, smiles, you know, change lives and, you know, bring people a, a brighter day. Uh, I served in the military for over 26 years. I'm proud to, you know, have served in some very cool positions and uh, retired and, you know, started a business, you know, to uplift and inspire uh, hope for our veteran and military spouses, you know, that are out there trying to make a difference in the world. And uh, I'm just so happy and honored to be a part of this show. Uh, if I didn't say, my name is Donnell Johns, founder of Veterans Growing America. And uh, I'm, just a, I'm just a man on a mission trying to inspire hope in other people. Well, with your emblem behind you, you're obviously, oh, there you go, <laughs> Veterans Growing America. And, and you, got, you got the lovely Statue of Liberty. By the way, highly encourage you uh, both to watch the movie I saw last week, Eiffel. It's about... Hmm his journey from making the Statue of Liberty, which is a very small part of the movie, but he is the one who made the Eiffel Tower too. And it's, it's kind of a Titanic type of movie. I wouldn't have thought it had so much romance and twist, and, but it is really a cool movie. So that's, that's my recommendation for movies. And we're going to find out about your movies that inspire you at the end of the show. So uh, thank you for that. And if it wasn't for J.R. Spear, we need to acknowledge he is a master connector because he connected us. So J.R., what does Veterans Day to you? Man, I, I can't, I almost want to piggyback on what Donnell was talking about because it's a very similar. It's about the you know, serving, it's about the selfless sacrifice, but it's it's uh, it's about the free meals too on Veterans Day, you know, for all the, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, but it's, but in all seriousness, you know, it's, it's about honoring those who have sacrificed selfishly or uh, non-selfishly, whatever that word is. Selflessly. To, uh, selflessly, thank you. To, to the country and be able to you know fight for our freedoms, but not just for the veterans themselves. You know, we have to honor our families too, because the loved ones that, that are with us while we're deployed, while we're active duty and doing the things, you know, they're, they're giving back just as much and going through just as much pain and suffering that we all do. And those, those that are veterans and had the opportunity to actually serve, you know, there's, there's a lot of pride and, and a lot of honor behind that. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for people to say that I'm a U.S. veteran and be able to be amongst the best in the world and just knowing that I got to fight alongside them for our freedoms and we got, cause we wouldn't be living in the greatest country in the world if it wasn't for our veterans. And for that, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for it and, and they deserve more than what we're even given. And like Donnell, if you'd please just take a, a minute to give who you are. So the audience knows your background and how you served. Yeah, so it's uh, it's really hard to break it down in one minute, but you know I am go to uh, go to. I mean, actually, I'm going to give you two and a half minutes because your lighting's so good. I mean, Donnell, is his lighting great? It is. I mean, there are people that have stupid lighting. And there are people that have super intelligent lighting. This is intelligent lighting. <laughs> well, it's not it's not glowing off the top of my head like yours. So I got <laughs> I got a few more years before that happens. No, but you know, I'm I'm a husband. Been married. I've been with my wife 18 years this month in November. And we and our first date was the Marine Corps Ball in 2004, and absolutely a uh, very magical time. So we've been married 13 years and together 18 years this month. We have three beautiful children, and I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, live in Northern Virginia now, and had to go back to where I met my wife. I have built six businesses in the past 15 plus years. I am a Christian a worship leader, and I uh, own a martial arts school, fitness business in four different cities. I've done everything from friend, uh, you know, publication, advertising, marketing, to now consulting, and absolutely love giving back to other other uh, entrepreneurs to help them start, grow, and scale their businesses, so that way they can go out there and make an impact in the world. 
And there's this organization I've heard of. It's it, it's pronounced Blin Blin Blin. <laughs> yeah. So so I have two different businesses. I have Creek Consulting, which is my consulting business, where I help small business owners with growth and development by implementing the proper steps, which is structure, technology, efficiencies, processes that helps lead them to scalability. And then my newest venture, which is Business Leaders Network, and uh, some of this was inspired by Donnell, and but it's something I've been building for over a year plus and uh, getting it going. But it was through conversations that really helped me piece things together by even the mission of what Donnell is doing. And I really wanted to bring a mastermind of industry leaders together to really help them come together, grow, make an impact, and be able to contribute in some way without having to pay higher ticket for it, but also build a community. Because I, also, I, I think that there's so many different masterminds or even communities out there together or, that are going, but they're just doing it very poorly and they're not giving a lot of value for what they're doing. So I wanted to uh, create this community business leaders network where we do weekly expert training calls. We do breakout rooms, networking connections. We do quarterly workshops, which we have our first BLN live event here in the Washington DC area on December 16th and 17th. So excited. Yours truly Mr. Mr. Doctor, Doctor Dr. Dr. Roshan <laughs> is going to be is going to be one of one of our keynote speakers, and I'm really really excited about that. And plus, we got speakers coming in from all over the country, and I can well, also we're going to go ahead and go deeper. We're going to go so, deeper with that. I want you to right, actually. Well, I, just get a I want you to share about that. Yeah, I'll I'll let you uh, share the event in more extent. In fact, be ready to give shout outs to every single speaker. So that'll be in the oh, second absolutely. segment. Okay. And then Donnell, oh, yeah. same with you. You're going to have an event coming up, obviously for the holidays or whenever you have it. Um, you can give a shout out to the sponsors or whoever you wish. That's going to be more uh, in depth and articulated in the second segment. But uh, Donnell, you're going to be so impressed. JR is going to be so happy. Watch his smile get bigger. So before I give this uh, big gift, I want to say, Spitshine, this is done. I mean, from basically nine o'clock to nine thirty, I was doing a Spitshine on my forehead. So that's why it is so shiny today for you guys. Isn't that cool? It's <laughs> awesome. No, I was in the sauna and I just worked it. I mean, that, that towel is <laughs> it's really looking sharp now. All right. So I want to I wanna do something as an experiment here. For the audience, uh, if you want more information on either of these lovely gentlemen leaders um, for their events, for their upcoming books, text SMILE. You like this, JR, where I'm going? There you go. Text SMILE to 202. 202- Three three five five eight six five. That's two zero two three three five five. Is that five? No, it's five eight six five. It's five eight six five. So we'll make sure that the link and that number smile to two zero two three three five five eight six five will be available so that we can send information to you. So Donnell Jr. made this last week when I went to an event. It was called the Skirt Conference, and it's Skirt Magazine. And yes, it was skirts. I wasn't the only one without a skirt. Mm. And, and I'm and I'm kind of happy I was the only one with Oscar. Just saying. <laughs> so you guys gave uh, what Veterans Day was, is to you, and I wanted to uh, just share with the audience. Anything can be Googled, of course, but um, I'm going to read two Google entries about what Veterans Day is uh, to formalize a little more. History of Veterans Day. World War I, known as at that time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28, 1919 in the Palace of Versailles, outside the town of Versailles, France. However, fighting ceased seven months earlier when an armistice or temporary cessation of hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. 
For that reason, November 11th, 1918 is generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars. So it's also known as uh, Remembrance Day and Armistice Day. Um, it's a federal holiday, obviously, in the United States, November 11th. Let me see if there's anything else um, that needs to be mentioned here. So, so at the urging of major U.S. veteran organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. And Veterans Day is distinct from Memorial Day, a U.S. public holiday in May. Veterans Day celebrates the service of all U.S. military veterans, while Memorial Day honors those who have died while in military service. Another military holiday that also occurs in May is Armed Forces Day, which honors currently serving in the U.S. military. So that's why we have so many, as the English would say, bloody holidays for our veterans, because we honor them in different ways. So we, one thing we all have in common, and this is, uh, I think, one of the first, is that the three people are in the show all have done a book together. We are in a book together called Keep Smiling, Dose of Hope. And I was so excited when I met you, Donnell, and that uh, JR says you have to go to the event, Veterans Growing America. And it's a little bit of a hike and lovely traffic, but I will tell you, I will be making it out there. My goal is to make it out there at least once a quarter because I, I want to build your book with that cover you have behind you, just straight up black with the uh, Veterans Growing America emblem. And just honoring the people that you attract. I mean, these are just dynamic people. They're entrepreneurs, just like you, JR. Um, you're doing it more, I guess, as an educational piece and people getting together several times a week to be able to share knowledge so that they can actually grow their business, solve problems, kind of a mastermind feel. And uh, Donnell's doing this just really magical, gorgeous location. That, that, that plaza, man, it's like Nordstrom came over and said, we will design this for you. Right. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. So since we all have this in common, um, you know how the, the template works. It's how do we create who we are to be given a gift of a purpose so that our purpose could impact the world. And the more we created a who that we are proud of and love, the bigger the purposes that we typically give ourselves, which in essence gives a bigger impact. And I, I see huge things happening in 2023 that don't make sense mathematically. And the reason I say that is you put so much effort into what you both have done, but synergistically, I see a tipping point happening probably around mid-year mid next year, maybe even a little earlier than that, because we have a combination of us doing um, a collaborative book, and we have a combination of us possibly doing a military ball. And all this is going to happen because of who you guys are. It's funny. There are people that talk. And there's no reason to even listen. And then there's people that don't really talk because they don't need to talk. They're going to just get it done, right? So Donnell, as is true for this first hour, you're going to be the one who starts the conversation. And in the second half, we're going to go deeper into what you have learned from your organization, how your book and knowledge is going to help people be better patriots, better leaders, better entrepreneurs. Okay, that's so it's going to reverse that JR will be the first person uh, sharing his ideas. So in this segment... If you'd be so kind as to start with what was your reaction, feeling, and then would you go into more of a deeper dive of where you were born, what your childhood was like? I mean, seriously, take like three, four minutes, a lot longer than you did in the first part. Don't need to repeat anything from the first part, but tell more about how you became who you are and how you worked on who you are. Wow. So, but first, your, your reaction to the Dose of Hope. Like, what was that like for you to do that? I think... Um... So my reaction was uh, was 100% positive. Um, 
I really love uh, hearing stories of, you know, that just inspire other people uh, and other people's story and what they went through to get where they are. I mean, and with a positive spin on it, because there's a lot of stuff out there. If you start watching the media and the news and everything like that, you can you can be easily uh, turned off and and discouraged and, and, and feel like, you know, hopeless. And so to have, you know, a book that inspires hope, you know, through other people's story is is amazing. And so, you know, that was my reaction to that. Um, as far as uh, what made me who I am today. So I grew up in San Francisco in the inner city of San Francisco um, in the Fillmore district. Uh, and it was a beautiful place to, to grow up and live. And then it was a, a, a not so beautiful place to grow up and live at the same time. Um, my family. Oh, why was that? Uh, just because of where I lived, it was in the inner city. So there was a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, in the inner city, there's drugs, there's gangs, there's all kind of stuff. But I had a positive family uh, and I had a huge family that um, really, it was all about happiness and uh, love. And so the stuff that was going on outside my door really didn't affect me because when I went into my house, uh, there was nothing but love going on in my house. How big a family? So my dad uh, has 11 brothers and sisters. Hmm. And uh, my mom has four brothers and sisters, one brother, three sisters. And I have probably around 40, 50 first cousins. So uh, when you have an army, I had an army for a family. So I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about getting involved with people that um, I didn't I didn't need anyone else. You know, I had I had nothing. I was surrounded by nothing but love. And uh, and my mom always made sure that we went to, you know, the top schools in our area. She sacrificed, you know, to do that. I didn't realize, you know, growing up, you really don't realize how much your your family sacrifices, you know, for you. And my mom, you know, she worked at Safeway all of her life. Uh, really? She, yeah. She worked at Safeway as a as a uh, as a check uh, as a checker. And uh, just seeing her, you wouldn't know that she, um, she, she, she was in pain. You know, sitting in a check stand, you know, seven to eight hours a day, because um, she never, you know, she never discussed any of that type of stuff with us until we got a little bit older and let us know kind of what she went through. But it was it was inspiring for her to sacrifice to allow us to get the best education. I went to Catholic school growing up from first to uh, eighth grade. And then after Catholic school, I went to uh, public high school, George Washington High School. Actually, Maya Angelou and Danny Glover went to the same high school I went to, not at the same time, right? but they graduated from the same school I went to. That's um, cool. Well, while we're talking about famous people, I got to say, when you were saying uh, that you're you were born with a big family. It was nothing but love. I thought you were going to break into heavy D in the board. <laughs> That's one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> He's cool, isn't he? The overweight we, love of heavy yeah, D. Yeah, he needs to come back. He needs to come back. We'll invite him to the Christmas party. <laughs> I wish we could. He's no longer with us, but. Oh, man. Well, we'll just yeah. play. Then we'll play the song and we'll give a tribute. Absolutely. He, uh, no, I, I actually used to call myself the lightweight lover, Mac D. But we won't go into that. We won't go into Not that. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
Uh, growing up in San Francisco, uh, it, it was a great place to live. You know, people go there and um, and uh, for a tourist attraction. Um, but I lived in a, in a tourist attraction, which was cool. In fact, from my high school, you can actually see the Golden Gate Bridge. Hmm. The entire Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't, Isn't it I beautiful? Didn't... Have you ever been out like at 5 a.m. when the clouds are hanging like that? Yes. Um, I didn't realize it growing up, you know, how beautiful it was. It took me going back uh, to my high school after I graduated and looking going, man, this was right here this entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the it's one of the icons of the United States. Yes, it's it's a beautiful place. Uh, San Francisco is one of the coldest places to live in California. I had to work. I, I didn't own a pair of shorts um, until I joined the military. Well, let's talk about the military for a second. Yeah. What what happened in your childhood or did your dad encourage you to go in the military? No. Um, in fact, my uncle served. Uh, he gave me a helmet when I was younger, but I really didn't too much pay attention to that. Um, I don't know. I was watching a commercial one day and I actually was looking at joining the Air Force. Uh, and I wanted to be a Air Force mechanic by watching this TV show. I mean, a, a commercial. And uh, I actually caught the bus to the Air Force office three different times. And he was never there. And this is way before cell phones. Yeah. So uh, he was never there. And the Marines tried to get me. And I was like, nah, that's not me. And uh, my best friend's mom, after we got off work one day, we used to work at uh, Marine World Africa USA, which was an amusement park in uh, in California. We got off work one day and um, his mom had a recruiter in her living room and she he sat down with all four of us and talked to us about joining the military and actually all four of us joined the military and so that us, hadn't happened huh yeah i don't know in fact i don't know what would have happened because at the same time i got a job selling blinds and they were going to pay me 15 dollars no 11 dollars an hour um selling blinds and i asked my mom i was like mom what should i do should i join the military or should i uh, take this job selling blinds. And she said, I'm not going to make that decision for you. You got to make your own decision. So she I said, like how you put the blinds in your, uh, in your emblem behind you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, at first when you were hogging the the space, like you were closer and you couldn't see the Statue of Liberty, I thought you were on a ship, you know, <laughs> I thought you, I thought that was the, the little circle window. Yeah. But, uh, she uh, she asked me that question and uh, and I, I decided to join the military and uh, I joined as a human resource professional. My recruiter asked me if I wanted to be in infantry and I was like, no. Uh, he said, do you want to jump out of planes? I was like, no. Uh, he was like, why not? I said, well, first of all, I got allergies and I'd give up my fighting position. I didn't say fighting position, but uh -huh. um, and then second, uh, I want to be comfortable. So do you guys have an office job? And uh he said, yes. He was like, you can be uh, either medical or human resources. I was like, well, I'll, I'll try human resources. That's pretty cool. So I'm wearing uh, a shirt thematically you can't see. And, you know, I'm going to talk to JR about this. But, JR, you know, with this new world we're in that we've been in for a couple of years, I want to I bought this uh, domain that we're going to rock. OK, it's called Positivities.com. And it's got a message up here where you can actually see it when you're on a, on a Zoom call. But, you know, with how hot your emblem is, Donnell, I want some black shirts with uh, with the silver on it. 
Oh, I have one for you. I have one for you. We have the uh, the black T-shirt with the VGA logo on it. Oh, yeah? Yes, I have one for you. Yeah, and I love that uh, event we went to a couple months back, three months back that you invited me to. What was that called? Veterans Connect. Yeah, that, that's a, it. I got to go to the next one. JR, remember uh, we were, um, it was kind of last minute, but we need to go together as a team and recruit for the military ball and recruit for the compilation book. Absolutely. So let's do it. We have, uh, <clears throat> we have Times Square coming up, December 4th, New York. We're showing off your covers. Now, JR knows about this. You, you, you're getting shocked in the air. You're getting shocked yeah, in the air. Did. I heard you say Times Square, and then you said something, and then you said book, and then I'm like, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, well, we've only talked about the possibility, and we're, we're moving into high acceleration in the show. Okay, let's grow. I mean, really, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a military pace. It's fast. I, I did love those commercials back in the day when they'd show the person finishing their workout and doing all this stuff. And they say, we got more done by 6 a.m. than That's most people. Favorite. I know. It's an awesome one, isn't it? All right. So, uh, JR, we're not going to probably finish with as long of a conversation about how you created who you are, but we are going to continue it into the next part. So, when you when it gets kind of close, I'll it's about two minutes, okay? We're going to kind of have a hook. They would keep this audience revved and ready to hear the rest of the story. So go ahead, talk a couple minutes about where you were born and what your childhood was like. Yeah, so I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri and grew up in a single family home with my mom and four sisters. I was the only guy in the household and my mom was a hustler and you know she did everything she can to help us survive. And I never really knew that we were struggling growing up because I, she always made sure that we had everything that we needed. And you know, I did martial arts my entire life starting when I was three. I played football. I played ice hockey and I was just active and doing everything, not realizing all the sacrifices she did growing up. But I kind of took advantage of it, you know, going through my my teenage years, you know, I was a little rebel and getting a lot of trouble and going to high school, getting in trouble with the law and just kind of hanging out through the wrong people and your environment is everything. And I was racking up speeding tickets, being, being sent to jail for dumb stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. And my grandparents were the huge pivotal point in my life and who I am today. And they they were always present, helped raise me and all my sisters were at our house almost every day. There were points in our life where we ended up uh, living with them for a while. And one day I ended up having to skip school. First off, I lost my license and didn't have, a, couldn't drive anywhere to go do, do anything. But I had a lot of you know, debt I had to pay with the law and didn't have a job, got fired from that, didn't have a car, lost my license. So why do you think you, why don't, why do you think you were speeding all the time? Uh, Just always got to get somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, my dad, my dad watched me get in three accidents speeding and, and uh, he says, you know, I can actually help you stop getting accidents and speeding tickets and all that. By the way, none of them were my fault. You know, when you're going fast, but you can react and you break everyone else, everyone else collides in you. You get me? So, He says, just leave 15 minutes earlier, and all of a sudden, everything stopped having problems. It was a funny conversation. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know. I can't, I just had a heavy foot and just never really paid attention to it. And I was just being careless. But, uh, you know, kind of leading me into how I got in the military, my grandmother came over to our house one morning. I skipped school and I asked her, I go, hey, can you uh, take me to some pawn shops so I can sell some stuff so I can get some money to pay off some of this debt? And she said yes, and was uh, took me took me up the street, and she kept passing these pawns. I was like, "Hey, Grandma, you missed these. You know, you, we got to stop. We got to get in there." Pulls into uh, a shopping plaza, and pulls and right in front of me was a recruiting office. She said, 
Hey, you're not, you're going to walk in there. You're not coming out until you sign up for the service. And, wow. and like me, I, I'm not going to say no to my grandmother. I mean, she, she was a huge part of my upbringing, loved her to death. And she, uh, and I, I just wanted to respect her and, and do it. And I had no direction. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I knew I would never go army or air force and just my grandfather was retired Marine. Well, that's uh, the, my hook. Grandfather that's the hook. Navy. That's the okay. hook. So we're going to keep that as a hook because what, did, what did he do? I mean, Donnell, you're probably itching your brain. You're like, what did he do? So that's going to be in the next segment. We're going to start back at that. So this uh, is go. Ken Rashawn and Amplified and Voice America. Uh, big shout out to Jeff Spinard in the heavens looking down upon us. He's the guy who had the vision of Voice America. And to our sponsors, first of all, BLN, who's having a wonderful event, Business Le- uh, Leaders Network, and also Veterans Growing America, Perfect Publishing, the KeepSmilingMovement.com. And again, we're going to be putting links to all these lovely events. And if you want to be involved in any capacity, membership or otherwise, you can uh, have the text link and also the links to actually join these events. And you'll meet a lot of great people. This is definitely a place where I know friendships start and business actually begins as well. So we'll be back in a minute. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplified. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, good news, good news. So, first of all, Ken Roshan on Voice America Influencer Channel, and this is Amplified. We have BLN, Business Leaders Network, and Veterans Growing America as sponsors, as well as the perfectpublishing.com and the Keep Smiling Movement. So during the break, uh, you guys don't get to hear this part, but Donnell was emphatic. We are going to go 11 hours, and we are going to go 11 hours to honor this amazing holiday, Veterans Day. So um, thank you very much for that, Donnell. And 
what we're talking about in the 10 hours afterwards is Donnell wants to go through every single military movie that's ever happened and talk about <laughs> each one inspired him. Man, Donnell, if we have to stop at 12, can we pick up that conversation another day? Because I wasn't ready for the 11 hour commitment. Well, hey, you know, let's, let's grow. Let's grow. <laughs> let's grow. All right. So we had a cliffhanger. Um, people are probably on the edge wondering, did you get those little tease and came back and went Coast Guard or what What did happen? So go ahead, JR. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I actually did sign up for the Coast Guard uh, my sophomore year, freshman or sophomore year of high school and wanted to do like the, the parachute rescue stuff. This is before the Guardian movie came out. But uh, my my dad was like, hey, you need to go to the Coast Guard and do this. And so I did that. But anyways, no, but when I went into the the recruiter's office and I'm sitting in the car with my my grandmother and I'm asking her or she's asking me what branch of the service you're going to do. And I was like, well, I knew I didn't want to go Army or Air Force. My my dad was actually in the Army for a little while, but he never really was excited about it. My grandfather was a retired Navy after 22 years. And my uncle was in the in the Marine Corps and he did four years, I think four or six years. And I knew at that time, I was like, you know what? I would never go to Marines because they just work too hard. So I wanted to I wanted to play it easy and, and go on the net in the Navy and, and possibly see the world and didn't know what God had in store for me. So I uh this is this is like junior junior year of high school is when I signed up. I, I it was something we call the the debt program, delayed entry program. <laughs> so I signed up my this was my towards my middle or end of junior year. Uh, when I signed up. So I still have my senior year uh, to be able to prepare and be able to go. So ended up going in, signed up for the Navy. And then after high school, ended up uh, going in the Navy. And here, here's the funny thing. I was, I actually signed up for the same job my grandfather did, which was uh, aviation boatsman handler. They're, they're like the purple jackets on a ship, like on a carrier, uh, fuel men or whatever they do. I don't even know what they do, but uh, anyways, so I signed up for that. And then boot camp. I, I found out about this job of being what we call an RP and it was a religious program specialist. And they, they're the ones essentially provide security for the chaplain during time of war and administrative duties and things like that. Now I went through some major transitions in my life between my junior, and my senior year and where I rededicated my life to Christ and was just kind of sold out on, on mission and really serving and making an impact and building disciples and, and just really had a big turnaround in my life. And so for me to find out about this job, I was like, Oh, I can do some ministry while I'm in the military, that's that's really cool. So I ended up switching my job from being this aviation boatsman handler to being an RP. And you can't just sign up for being an RP. You actually got to go through a ton of interview process with other uh, RPs and chiefs and you know chaplains. And you know, th- there's like this whole process for it. And he- here's where the funny uh, funny part is, and God's sense of humor. You know, I ended up going into the Navy. Didn't want to join the Marine Corps because they just worked too hard. And when I got out of boot camp, I ended up spending my entire time with the Marine Corps. So, which was, you know, it was the best thing for me because I probably would have hated the Navy life. And unlike Donnell, I loved being with the grunts. I loved the infantry. I loved being out in the field. I loved running and working hard and putting on that big pack and going out there and and just, uh, you know, playing Marine. But I got to play both worlds. So if I didn't want to be be with the Marines, I went to hang out the the squids in the in the medical with the corpsman. And then if I wanted to not hang out with the Navy, I went to hang out with the Marines all day. So it was awesome. I loved it. And uh, that's kind of what brought me to the military. Cool. So um, anytime in this, the chapter does a hope, it, it hits where you might have lost hope or you might want to quit. And obviously you didn't because if you <clears throat> have hope, you'd continue forward. You make it happen. So tell me a challenge yeah. you had or 
some time you'd wanted to quit and how that actually opened up into your purpose? Oh man. So th- there's, there's a lot of stories and a lot of instances, but there's one specific instance that happened in my life that pretty much changed my entire life on February 7th, 2007. And this is when I was uh, in Iraq, I was in Barwana, Iraq, and we were at a walking checkpoint and where we searched everyone walking in and out of the city. And I was down there with all the Marines and, you know, and the chaplain was there. We were there with our Sergeant Major and our CO and just, we were just, you know, for me, I was just providing security for the chaplain and the chaplain was down there providing moral support for the other Marines and sailors were down there. And so, which was a regular routine that we always did. You know, we always went to the different fobs and, and stuff like that. Well, this particular day while we're down there, I'm standing at a walking, I'm staying in the, the walkway with another Marine. His name was uh, David Corporal Emery. He's a Sergeant now, but Corporal Emery and, you know, just interacting with the local people and, you know, people coming in and out and, and things like that. And then I got this, uh, this, you know, this feeling in my gut is like, Hey, you need to move. You need to go check on the chaplain. Didn't respond to it after about two or three times. And then you get, I get that feeling almost like an audible voice in my head is like, Hey, you need to move. And so about the third time I moved and I'm walking by the opening where people are walking into the city and my Sergeant major passes me and he ended up staying right next to David Emery. As I walked by that opening and I was uh, walking towards the chaplain a guy that was walking through lifted his arms and strapped a C4 and uh, detonated a bomb. Ended up killing my sergeant major. David Emery lost both of his legs, killed uh, another Marine of ours and our interpreter, and there were a bunch of other injuries. And But talking about you know purpose and hope and things like that, it was at that moment that you know it was survival, and we didn't really know. And the, the cool thing is that after looking years later was how everyone responded and reacted to that moment because no one really thought. We just reacted. And it was all the training that we did that led up to that point to make sure that we were prepared for that time of getting ambushed. And so I didn't really think. I just reacted and did what I did. I saw the chapel. I was thrown on the ground, probably left unconscious for a period of time, couldn't see, couldn't feel. And just uh, you know, barely in front of me, I saw the chaplain trying to crawl. And I ended up grabbing him by the back of his flak and pulled him underneath safety about 25 yards away. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that I couldn't feel on the side of my right side. I couldn't hear anything and couldn't raise my arm. So I didn't know if I had any external injuries, I just knew to respond. And so talking about hope and, and giving up, you know, at that time, it wasn't that I wanted to give up, but I said, you know, it was the, the days after that started me reflecting on, is this the life that I wanted? And, and I, and I was planning on making a career out of the military, but I realized that, you know, that this wasn't the life that I wanted to continue forever. And, uh, and it wasn't about giving up, but it was like, you know, I, I did my part and learned so much from the military and from that experience. And, and even 10 years later, a lot of the stuff that led to that point, the training that we did, the systems I learned, the process I learned, the chain of command, everything that the military has trained and grew me to be is what I implement and conditioned me in tr- to be the person I am, even as an entrepreneur. So to me, that gave me purpose and that gave me hope because now I'm on a bigger mission to help inspire other people to give them purpose and hope. And uh, <clears throat> discuss briefly uh, how you bring impact to the world with your hope, with your hope and your purpose. Yeah. So first off, my my main purpose and mission in life is to disciple my kids to be disciples of Christ. And that's always first and foremost. So everything that I do needs to lead to discipling them and to disciple other people to Christ as well. So the way that I bring purpose and hope to other people is honestly just giving back what I've learned and to really help them build a life and business, the business and the life that they desire. And I do that through the systems and processes that I've learned that helps them with the discipline, the structure, the fundamentals, and the, everything that it takes to build a business. And I, the way that I see it is the more people that I can help build their business and make an impact in the world, I'm a huge part of that impact that's being made. Awesome. 
So Donnell, to you, uh, you shared <coughs> some length, your who, and you may not have finished. So if you need to say something else to be a little more complete, obviously you got in the military. We didn't really talk about where that took you in your who statement. So if you want to make a, like a three minute segue through who your purpose and your impact three or four minutes, uh, that'd be, yeah. that'd be awesome. Cause we got a lot more to cover. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you should have had me go first, especially after going after what he just said. I, you know, <laughs> that type of thing didn't happen in my military career. Uh, and, I, you know, I thank God for that. And I thank God that, you know, it, it brought you through JR or else I wouldn't have met you. Um, and uh, you have been a great impact on my life. So continue to do what you do. Uh, Appreciate that. After I graduated high school, I joined the military. And as a human resource professional um, specialist, I had no idea that uh, I would deploy. In fact, they told us all throughout training, you're going to go to, you know, uh, Desert Storm. And I'm like, what am I what am I going to do? Throw a typewriter at him? You know, I didn't uh, <laughs> I really didn't think I was going to deploy. And uh, that ended up being my first assignment. Um, and, you know, the the war was short, but at the same time, you know, it was it was impactful. And I learned a lot from it. Uh, and, you know, I saw a lot of stuff, you know, while I was there, I was actually over in um, Saudi Arabia and King Khalid military city, uh, as well as uh, other places while I was there. What and was I, something you saw that was startling? Wow. Um, we had one of our uh, brand new lieutenants pass away. Um, you know, that, that impacted me. Uh, Do you mind sharing how? Both how he passed and how it impacted you. Uh, it was it, it was an accident. Um, she got into a uh, accident, uh, and it's just that was a that was the first person that I lost while I was in the military, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I knew her for a short period of time, and so that was uh that was impactful, just because it wasn't, you know, through a a, a regular military act, you know, it was just an accident. Um, and how did you define your purpose through this? And did you have a time you wanted to quit? Did you have, and I'm not talking about the military even, was there any time in your life that you had hope questioned and then it drove you back into over? Yeah. So, um, it was, it was right after I, uh, retired from the military. Um, I had no idea, you know, I started a leadership consulting firm, but I was, I was by myself and I really didn't, I, I really wanted a team. I really wanted to be a part of something again, that was bigger than myself. And I went to all of these organizations out here, you know, um, the VFW, the, uh, American Legion, all of these locations. And it just was something about they didn't they didn't have what I needed. Um, and I was also in business and I was in business by myself and it was hard to really understand what I needed in order to make my business flourish. I was getting contracts, small little contracts. I worked with uh, Office of Personnel Management. I worked with um, the FDA. I worked with Lockheed Martin. I worked with the Army National Guard. I worked with all of these organizations, but these were one-off jobs, and I was having to do it all by myself. And I came from a big team of people that when we worked on something, we worked on it together. Mm -hmm. And so it got me to see my flaws. You know, um, 
I'm good in human resources, but I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not a, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a guy that does my own books. You know, everything that you need. It's a lot. It's a lot creating. Which is the reason 80% of entrepreneurs go to business. And the thing that most people don't realize is the 20%. That doesn't mean they're crushing it. That just means they are surviving and thriving on that level. Yes. That spectrum. And, you know, the 20% that are surviving, 80% of them go away too. Because if you're only surviving, you're not excited. It's, it's getting kind of disinteresting. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be in business. And, uh, and it's I, good that it's tough to be in business, though, Donnell, because if it was easy, honestly, it wouldn't really matter if someone was special. It wouldn't matter if someone really took a standard. And it is survival of the fittest. I, I do love the fact that it's so hard to be in business. I love yeah. it because it forces you to grow. I, I, I thrive on that. Um, I don't think about failure at, at all. I did get a job once to be like, okay, let me get a job. You know, maybe this would be easier. And that even sucked even worse. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I got a question that I'm going to throw at JR uh, actually almost immediately. Do you think that um, in the U.S. that, I mean, in Israel, they they have mandatory two years that you serve your country? You're aware of that, right? Yeah. Okay. So in, in our country, our lovely com- country, in PG County, I taught in PG County, Don Ellen. When they found out that I was uh, that I voluntarily signed up to be in the military, and it was during the time of Desert Storm, and I was not called up because we were over strength and transportation officers, so I was like, even though a lot of my friends went, almost it seemed like the whole class went. They didn't. They didn't like me. I was. I was happy they didn't like me. Anyway, the bottom line is they they thought I was crazy. They said, "How would you? Why would you sign up to serve your country at the risk of dying?" and None of us say, gosh, I'm signing up and I, I hope I die or I want to risk my life. It's that I think that's what all three of us do have in common is that it's a duty. It's an opportunity. It's, a, it's an honor. Absolutely. And not one kid out of my 150 were like, I get you, Mr. Oshan. I get, I would do it. Not one, zero. But I think that's what, uh, I think that's what makes us the most powerful nation in the world is because we do have people that will volunteer. Mm-hmm and defend this country. Uh, and if we, if we have people that don't want to do it, I think that could be dangerous to our de- democracy. You know, um, the, the volunteer warfighter um, is the most powerful warfighter because they want to be there and they will destroy the enemy, which mm-hmm. we need. And if we don't have anybody that wants to be there, we'll destroy ourselves. And so, I think it's I think it's important that we keep it the way it is, where we don't make it a mandatory, uh, where where it's mandatory for people to join. Um, Jr., your thoughts? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny because growing up, I and even while I was in the military, I always had this mindset that every, mainly men, but every male should spend at least two years serving our country in some capacity. But it was actually through conversation with Donnell where he actually gave me this same perspective that he's saying right now that really made me think differently. And, and I, I agree because, you know, there, the, the, there's, there's people that I served with that shouldn't have been front lines with us because in, in different ways, but there is something powerful about it that when someone volunteers to go out there and fight their country, they're going to be way more effective than those who are being forced to do it. Just like a regular job in, in market right now, when people are forced to do something that they don't enjoy or don't want to do, they're ineffective and it just hurts the whole 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 machine and the people, everyone else around them. So it kind of exactly what Donnell is saying. And honestly, I never looked at it from that perspective until 
we were we were talking about that one day and he told me that and i was like man that's that's a powerful powerful way to think about it because i always thought way differently because i believe the military you know first off it shaped me to be a man and taught me what i mean i grew up with a house full of five women so i had to learn some manhood that i didn't really have growing up but you know it taught it taught me so many different skill sets and that i never learned growing up so i always had thought like hey everyone should be able to join. Everyone needs to learn how to be a man. Everyone needs to learn how to actually uh, provide and contribute to society. But the fact is, if you put people there that are not sold out and not want to be there, they're more liability to everyone else around them. Well, Donnell, you, you went ahead and ruined him and now you're ruining me because I, I would have never thought I could <laughs> I could embrace your, but I have to say there's a lot of logic to it. It's not just a feeling or a, a good argument. There's a lot of logic. Why would you let somebody defend your life that doesn't want to be there to even defend their country? So that's why he was one of the most greatest recruiters in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be um, a better solution than the looking at the kids and saying you're crazy to want to fight for your country. And I think, I think there's a gap there. That's just a little too big. Donnell. I'll, I think maybe it's missing in the school system. Maybe it's miss, you know, I asked you guys to support the boy Scouts and thank you both for supporting that. But that is actually ironically 30% of our military force comes from kids that get what it is to have discipline, what it is to have leadership, what it is to have value. So there's hmm. a lot more to cover and we are running quickly on time. So I like the second segment with one guest to provide gold nuggets for audience. And since you guys are going to come back each when you get your books done and share those nuggets, I don't feel like I've, I've had the audience lose too much because they're going to get more later. This is a Veterans Day com- uh, conversation. But why don't you share, JR? one of the biggest gold nuggets you got either from the military or that you applied after the military with your strategy that helps people be more abundant and more successful. Yeah, 100%. There's something that I teach called ICE. And this was all stemmed for my military uh, experience. And the I actually stands for identifying your threats. Before we go to combat, before we do anything in life, we need to know the potential problems and the potential threats that we may come against. So the first thing that we need to do in life, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or if you're just trying to get by and become a better, better citizen, you need to identify the problems and the threats that may come your way. So that way you can create the plan, which is the second part, C, create the plan to become better and solve those problems and solutions. And then the E, which is what the military is the best at, is executing the mission. So I, it's uh, identify your threats, create that plan and execute the mission. And Thank I you. implement this in business and and life. Thank you, JR. I wish we could expand. We're not going to be able to. Um, so same thing, about a minute and a half, two minutes of, uh, no, minute and a half, minute and a half, seriously. Donnell, if something that you have as a gold nugget that you apply to business. Okay. This is real simple and it's uh, less than a minute. It's CPA, yield CPR. Consistent predictable actions, yield consistent predictable results. The way that the military fights wars is they do predictable actions. And then through those predictable actions, we can outline those results. And those are the same things that I use in my daily business is consistent predictable actions. So I can measure them to see what results that I'll get so I can change it to become better. That's awesome. And consistency is a synonym for integrity because you do it over and over and over again, and there's integrity to it. So that's why you can get those results to be predictable. Um, I love both of your commentary you gave me after you got covers back. Hey, Ken, my name is only one on there. Can you take my name off? Because you got such humility. So we're going to obviously be attracting a lot of veterans. So I wanted each of you to have a minute to say what your book is about, your compilation book, where you're putting together, in your case, JR, 21 people, 21 heroes, 
And if you could just take one minute to share what your what your vision and, and who you're trying to attract for that. Yeah, I'm trying to attract veteran entrepreneurs to give a message of inspiration and hope to other veterans and their families out there. And uh, the, the goal of it is inspiration and hope. And we're looking for 21 heroes, 21 veterans to share their hero story, their transition and what they're doing now. And you can connect by J, uh, with JR with the, the link we're going to give. Donnell? So mine is about veterans that are growing America. And these are, we're just amplifying the voices of veteran entrepreneurs. Uh, it's about telling those stories uh, of when they served and then how their service inspired their growth uh, after. The, that's why we had a growing there. Oh, I'm doing this side. Growing America. <laughs> that's great. Love it. Well, I'm excited about both your books, and um, I am open, obviously, to showing them off in Times Square and also open to uh, publishing what, what I call a mini book, which would be about 10 of the chapters, so we can just keep building it uh, for next year. So we had a, a, a thought and a vision, and we uh, alluded to it briefly in this live conversation about the military ball. So we're looking at April. Where, where would it be, JR? I would love to have it at the Marine Corps Museum, because okay. that's where the true leaders are born. Amen. No, you I'm just kidding, Donnell. <laughs> I saw Donnell's eyes. <laughs> that was all for him. No. I know. No, I but know. It's, it's a really cool place. Okay. So we're looking at uh, the spring, so we don't have any snow date. Most we have is a rain date, right? And there's no such exactly. thing as a rain date in the military. <laughs> Not even a snow date. Um, so uh, we will continue to post more information about that. I think it's a phenomenal idea and it's a great way for us to launch the two books you guys are doing. Um, I know that our time is getting down to very short, so we're going to be very quick with the rapid fire. I know that you want to talk at length about military movies that inspire you and that you love, Donnell. I, you said Major Pain was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you're not going to answer that question, can you tell me in 15 seconds or so how, why you don't like military movies? Because I'm a retired command sergeant major, and I I see every flaw in those movies, and I can't not see them or unsee them, and so I, I just don't watch them. So, I so don't what, what is a movie that does inspire you? Uh, I really like um, Rudy, the movie Rudy. I love that I was, movie. I was about to tell you. I was there about to go. break the news. You know I, I interviewed Rudy 10 days ago. He's going to be in Dose of Hope. Come on. Oh, that's the truth. Yep. <laughs> it's the truth. His 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 interview is actually being massaged into a complete chapter. He told me he was giving me 30 minutes. He gave me an hour. And we talked about everything that is not known about that movie. Because I asked him questions. I said, what was inaccurate? What, was, what wasn't fit in the movie that you wanted to be fit? Remember uh, uh, the guy who was the janitor? Yeah. I asked him a question. I said, who was that in real life? And he says, we couldn't fit. That those lines into one person. Those were seven people. It was a, a conglomerate of seven people that he was impacted by when he was in school. They made it one person. It was a janitor. Is that cool? Wow. The movie been been too long. It was it was already uh, too long. So, uh, Jr., your favorite movie? You know, I have a lot of favorite, but Gladiator has to be one, and due to the leadership. Okay, and uh, let's go with the book that inspires you. Uh, let's go, Donnell first. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Kobe and Jr. First Steps of Wealth by Danny J or Johnson. Quote you live by, Donnell. Uh, thoughts become things. Great. I love that one. Uh, you, JR. Action creates momentum that leads to success. So if you want to hear by the rest of ah, that's awesome. So if you <laughs> want to hear and read the rest of the trivia uh, questions in Dose of Hope, this is a free book that we give to anyone who needs hope or knows someone who needs hope. So JR and Donnell, happy Veterans Day. I'm glad we celebrated Veterans Week together. 
I am proud to have you as friends, and I'm excited about the journey that we're going to go on to be patriotic and inspire people to collaborate as we did in the military with a mindset to win and to cause more freedom and abundance. So thank you so much. This is Ken Rashawn and Amplified and Voice America, and we'll be back next week. If you know someone that is a veteran that deserves to be in these gentlemen's books or in their organizations, please connect them to them. They are phenomenal human beings. Thank you for your leadership and thank you for your service. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.